Hello, everybody. Welcome to Hardly Kayfabe. I am one of your hosts. I am Johnny Townsend, and I am joined by Matt Johnson. How was? How are you, everybody? Yeah, how was you? How was you? That's <laughs> it. Niagara Falls lingo right there. Uh, yeah, it's almost southern. So <laughs> it's almost. It's very close. I do have family ties to West Virginia, so uh, it well, definitely just came. Hey, out beautiful there. state, honestly. It is. I've driven through it many times in the middle of the night. Yeah. Little little scary, but beautiful. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are without Chris Chavez today. We're going to carry you through the show. Um, That's right. He, is. Uh, he of course, hit the jackpot. He won a lot of money, and he sent us some terrible, terrible messages about how much he doesn't like us anymore. <laughs> some horrible language in those He's messages. Now, is, uh, it, is it the the actual, like, that... Big famous lottery? Is it like that raw lottery yeah. that Vince McMahon yeah, was giving away a couple years ago? And he was, he was just calling random the Vince, people and giving away It's money. the Vince McMahon one. Vince, uh, <laughs> Vince Kennedy McMahon just called him, told him he won all this money. Uh, so Chris uh, screamed and cussed at us and told us that he quit and he dropped his mic. But uh, I have good news. I'm fairly certain he's going to blow through the money awfully quick and he'll be back next week. Probably. So, so he's yeah. going through, like, uh, he's kind of experiencing... Uh, something like what Shawn Michaels is going through right now, where he retired and then unretired. Yeah, he, he yeah. probably will unretire. Like it's just destiny. Like yeah, uh, and, and, Toys R Us, you and, know, is another fine comparison. You know, they just reti- yeah. technically retired and now they're coming back. So yeah, yes, just like Shawn Michaels, Chris has retired from Hardly Kayfabe, uh, but he's going to come back for Hardly Kayfabe for like an event that nobody cares or or wants to see. <laughs> So, like, WWE Evolution? <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. This Crown Jewel versus Evolution, I'm more curious about Evolution than I am about Crown I, Jewel. No, I personally am, and I feel, but there's, like, a lot of, like, flack going on both sides. Like, some yeah. people are they're not happy with the way the women are being put on with the Evolution one. Like, there's this giant, like, almost like a throwaway battle royal. And uh, I know a lot of the Divas aren't, like, too fond of it. You know, if... I'm not sure exactly what the matches are off the top of my head, but I feel like there should be more individual matchups, and I feel like a lot yeah, of most, top current yeah, most, talent is being thrown away. Uh, you might be right, because a lot of the matches that I'm even thinking of are like tag matches at the very least. Yeah. Uh, the only one off the top of my head that I can remember is the Tristratus and Lita one versus yeah. Mickey yep. and uh, oh, who's the Bliss. Other? Yes. Bliss. Yeah. That's the one that I'm thinking of, too. Which I get it, cause these um, these legends are you know they're older and it's probably easier for them to work a tag match. Yeah, and I'm totally and I'm totally fine with that. But at the same time, I think they f- they should have uh, really focused on their growing upcoming talent because they got a lot of really great women wrestlers right now. They do, and it's 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 tough. It's a it's a fine line, you know, because yes, these these current women that you have are your future. This is their time to shine. Give them that spotlight. Put them over on the older female wrestlers. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But at the same time, part of the draw is bringing in names like Trish Stratus, people like Lita, um, oh, yeah, and for some sure. of the others. So it's it's tough. you got to find that perfect balance. I know at the independent level when they tend to – and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to consider Trish Stratus and Lita a name because they're not – you know, currently on the roster, but when you bring in a name, you use it to enhance your current talent. And right. WWE is notorious for 
not letting that not doing it that way. And no, they start out they start out doing it that way, but then they let the name uh, win. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, most famously, Which, Hulk Hogan. You know, Hulk Hogan was a the perfect yeah. case of that. He came in and he, you know, beat down Shawn Michaels. He was, you know, really hot at that time. I think it was like two thousand four, two thousand five. Um, and then Randy Orton, you know, he, he shut down too. I mean, how big would that would, would have been for Randy Orton at that point in his career to get oh, yeah. at that level? But I, you know, it's always funny when people would complain about WCW, the main complaint would be, oh, these, uh, aged superstars would always win and beat down and none of the younger talent could get above it. Yes. And that's what WWE would always claim. <laughs> Against WCW, and then they just do the they same do thing. The they same. all do it. <laughs> they all do it. It's yeah. It's <laughs> oh wrestling, you know. Uh, so who's a good? Uh, th- I think this is a good. Before we get into our topics for the day, yeah, this is a good discussion right here. Who do you feel has been uh, a superstar who's gotten older but does a really good job of getting over younger talent? Uh, generally, or, or the women. Uh, generally, both ooh. both men and women. Because um, I have one off the top of my head already. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out William Regal. That that that's probably the best possible answer you can honestly give. Um, when he was performing, without a doubt, he would put over guys. He didn't care about wins. He just no. he's very selfless um, in the in the ring with all that stuff. He's he's one of those guys, and this is another. <laughs> I'm just gonna give you different discussions in the middle of the thing. But he's another guy who. When I was younger, I didn't appreciate him, and to the point where if his match would come on, I'd be like, "I don't care if I see this." Yeah. But I, but when I gotten older, I went back and I would watch a lot of his old matches, and I'm like, "This man's flipping amazing." He's so good. He's so yes. good. When I was when I was you know training to be a professional wrestler, I was told go study William Regal, his style, his technical stuff, because that was that was the, I loved the doing the technical stuff. It wasn't a big, you know, I didn't do all the big man stuff. I, I love technique. And William Regal was so efficient with it, he made it look good. Um, and he's actually very kind. I didn't get a chance to meet him when I did extra work, but years ago I did tweet him asking for some advice, and he he was, you know, didn't owe me a damn thing and doesn't even know who I was, and he pointed me in the right direction. So I, I really respect William Regal. That's a, that's a, great, that's a great one. Um, oh, it's hard to say. I mean... Recently, I mean, Taker's been very, very generous, you know, and he's a part-timer. Um, I'd say when Mick Foley was kind of doing his part-time shtick in like 2003, four. Yeah, that's that another good one. Time yeah. period, he was, he didn't come in to win, you know what I mean? He put over Randy Orton huge in that hardcore match with the, yeah. the thumbtacks. And, and he took pride in that, too. Yeah. Um, put over Evolution at WrestleMania with tagging with The Rock. And, you know, this, you know, Mick Foley, you, you can just tell he's a generous guy. Um, oh, yeah. In that respect. So. Yeah. And the bit of news is going to throw out here, because this is kind of leading to it, because I think this guy is also very selfless and always makes his opponent look really good. Uh, Kevin Owens uh, is going to be out for a while. He had double knee surgery. Yeah. So he's gone for five to six months at least. Uh, this is, to me, I'm, I wonder if you agree with me. For Raw, uh, he was one of the few that I'll, <laughs> reasons I would watch Raw. Yeah. And now now, now he's gone. I guess now all I have is Drew McIntyre. 
Yeah, it it is tough. I know I do love Kevin Owens um, quite a bit, and but what I'm thinking is, remember a couple months ago, I think it was like SummerSlam after he got jobbed out that as quick as he did, and we're like, okay, he needs like a fresh start. Yeah, this could be a blessing in disguise. As much as it sucks that he is injured and you never want to see anybody get hurt, it could be the fresh start you know he needs when he comes back and they can bring him back in a completely different light. You know, so let's hope he do- let's hope they do. Yeah, uh, this is you're right. That's a great that's a great point. Uh, I mean, who cares about this whole thing with Bobby Lashley, right? Oh, dude, I don't think yeah. anybody. Yeah, nobody, nobody gives. Yeah, a nobody shit. cares. Nobody gives a shit. That's a waste of him. Uh, another guy I could use this is Finn Balor. Uh, he'd be another one who needs a fresh start. We could do a whole just uh, topic on who needs a fresh start in WWE. <laughs> we half the dang roster. <laughs> Everybody on Raw needs a fresh start. Just cancel the yeah. show for six months and then bring yeah. it back. Don't even put him on TV. Because if you watch Raw the, right now, Raw all Raw is is it's the Shield versus um, uh, Braun and uh, Dolph and. The and the Scottish uh, psychopath, whatever he calls himself, is <laughs> uh, McIntyre. Yeah, and that's all it is. They open the show and they close the show every Raw now. Yeah, and and you know what? All the guys, and I'm even going to throw in Roman here. All the guys work really well, uh, and and so I get it. But man, you're going to shoot yourself in the foot. You're going to overexpose them. I think. Yeah, you gotta you gotta find that balance. You really do, and. It's it's getting to be too much. I mean, th- this was an epidemic really in the two, in the early you know early to you know two thousand like early two thousand two thousand ten, um, but just like so much like Triple H and that was a big part of the reason. Oh yeah, people respected him, but you know he was started off the show, have a segment in the middle of the show, and then he main event the show. And I remember like a four to five week span where every week on Raw he would challenge Randy Orton for the title and lose every time. It was I couldn't I couldn't tune in. It was like 2007, or maybe 2009, sometime that period. But you can't you can't overdo, you know, you can't use these guys too much. Uh, there was a point in the middle 2000s where I honestly hated Triple H because he was always there and he was always. Either winning the title or going for the title. Yes. The whole the whole thing that people hated John Cena for is what he was doing before that, and I got tired of it. I was like, man. And then he got injured, and then he came back, and I was like, okay, yeah, I like seeing him come back like that. Felt fresh because yes. he's away for a while. Yeah, absolutely, no, I, I I agree with that sentiment, and yeah, I mean, it it just shows that history does repeat itself. And oh, yeah. you know, WWE is not learning from the mistakes of oversaturation. No, it's going to no. it's going to kill their their market. You know, they're they're only they're almost shooting themselves in the foot, so to speak. And it it consistently gets worse. Um, yeah. Cause I, speaking of speaking of shooting themselves in the foot, uh, WWE is in some hot water right now, Matt. Oh yes, they are. Yeah, because of this whole uh, crown jewel event taking place in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, it's uh, it's, which is in the news for a not so great thing. Yeah, I mean, not just just wrestling news. It's world, you know, it's world news. Oh, yeah. It's newsy news. Uh, I guess is the <laughs> yes, best way to yes. say it. Um, yeah, because it's it's gotten political at this point. And oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So we, we want to discuss this, but before we get into it, just. 
so everybody knows. And I think this is uh, just known, but we want to put this out there. Matt nor I are not experts at all when it comes to uh, uh, this top of uh, hot button stuff like this. Mm-mm. But it's in the news and it's become wrestling related because of the WWE's involvement with Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I'm going to try and be as unbiased as I can uh, same, with certain things. Same. It's it's very tough because yeah. hot button items are uh, get people really yeah. emotionally invested, and sometimes people don't think clearly. And uh, yeah, we're going to try yeah. our best to be as unbiased as we can on it. Uh, first, yeah, first of all, I can't remember what the exactly the deal was. I think somebody got assassinated. It was an embassy person. There was ambassador. a reporter. It was a reporter, a reporter. Okay. Uh, for, uh, I believe, for the Washington Post or whatever. He was originally from, I think, Turkey, but then he moved to Washington, D.C. Uh, this is this is me trying to remember all the stories I read about it. And then he went to the uh, Saudi Arabia capital or something like that. He entered a building, and he never left. Wow. So, And then I believe Saudi Arabia has come out and said, yes, he was uh, killed here. He got into a fight, and he was pretty much beaten to death, according to them, because of the fight. Uh, so that's what they're saying as of right now. Oof. Yeah. Now, before all this, before all this, of course, WWE had already held one event, the greatest Royal Rumble ever. <laughs> yeah, that was... A- and I do think it was, because of Titus O'Neil by himself. That was my standout moment of that yeah. entire pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only reason, that's the only reason I'm glad that happened, that that exists, that event, is because of Titus O'Neil. <laughs> so, um, but uh, the new, so they got Crown Jewel coming up, which is, of course, uh, you know, in this, in Saudi Arabia, and even before that, they were taking some, uh, I guess flack because, of course, they they're not going to have any of the women wrestlers on the show. Yeah, and that's on that's more so on Saudi Arabia uh, on WWE. But at the same time, I do fault WWE for for calling itself so progressive and then going to a place that's so regressive in in the world. I guess you know it's it's 2018. You know it's. That should be a non-issue in, in in most of civilized in most of the civilized uh, in the civilized world. So it's yeah, it's tough. Now, now in I, this is not a defense. So I'm about to say in defense, but it's not. Saudi Arabia has come a long way. Yes, from where they were, but they're still not there yet. Obviously, when it comes to women and, and women's rights, uh, they're a male-dominated society. So uh, I mean I think didn't women are aren't women just now recently gotten the right to drive themselves that around? Is correct. I, think? I think within the last um I want to say last 5 5 years maybe. Yeah. Um if that. And I mean yeah, so they're progressing, but it's still like at WWE I know they want to expand their their global market, but it's it's like money or values. I I don't know. Yeah. Which is what we're going to get to with the biggest thing now. Yes. There's a huge call on the WWE to cancel their Crown Jewel event in Saudi Arabia. Um, this is a tricky situation to me, Matt, because I 100% understand, and even I'm going to say even agree with, uh, that they should cancel this event. I mean, it's it's a disgusting thing that happened, uh, and, and there's no way you should be... Uh, 
promoting a country that is responsible for that? No, because, I mean, they can easily go over there and anything of the, you know, any of that can happen to one of the, their crew members, one of the wrestlers. You know, it's it's a very scary situation. Yeah, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem safe. No, it's not at all. And I, apparently, from a lot of backstage reports, I get most of my stuff from WrestleZone.com, um, Bleacher Report, and and Psycho Sid. Sid. Yes, I sometimes I forget. <laughs> you know, he only po- he only pops, and I think it's the, the end of softball season right now, so he's hit or yeah. miss. Um, but yes, Psycho Sid. Um, that a lot of the talent do not want to go over there. Which, well, can you blame them? No, no, not at all. Not at all. I mean, these Saudi, the Saudis are, seem to be throwing a lot of money for, you know. Oh, it's millions of millions. It's like $45 million, I believe. It's disgust. It's, it's crazy. I know they wanted to throw, I think, 10 mil for, uh, The Rock to make an appearance. Yeah. Which is just insane amount of money. And I'm sure the talent will get yeah. paid, uh, you know, very well, but it, it's not worth it. It's not worth it to me. I would, I would yeah. be stressed out. And if I was WWE, you got to take care of your talent. You know, if there's a concern, you, you got to put your talent over money sometimes. And yeah, it's just, because a long, you got to think long-term investment too. Yeah. Uh, but the, the other thing I will say, and this is an argument that I've heard a counter argument against it is that they have a contract. Like they have a signed contract with this. Yeah. So if they do pull out and say, "Hey, uh, now we have, we have nothing to do with this country," Saudi Arabia can technically just sue the living tar out of WWE. And despite the fact that we we would hate this because it's Saudi Arabia right now and they're the bad guys, yeah, uh, they would have a right in it and they would probably win the suit. Yeah, that's entirely true. Um, it, yeah, WWE is in a really tough spot right now. Yeah, um, that's that's the thing I really wanted to point out. Uh, everybody thinks that it's just easy to just say, "Hey, we're not going to go do this," but there's a lot involved with this. It's not just uh, let's just pull the plug and not go. Yeah. There's contracts and everything involved with this. Worth now, don't get me wrong. Everybody knows that WWE has a lot of money. I mean, that's 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 just known. But we're talking millions of dollars. I don't care how much money you have. Uh, getting losing out on forty five million dollars and then getting sued for even more. That's a that's a stinger right there. That's going to hurt. Yeah, no, it definitely hurts. It it definitely hurts. No matter what way you look at it, you know that. Who knows what our own government, you know, will will look how how they'll look upon WWE if they go through with this. It's just it, it's so tough. You know, we were just saying too about the the talents and and you know taking care of them, and in this day and age too, where WWE is starting to not be the be-all, end-all, and you get, like, these indie places that, you know, or, like, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and things like All In, we, it, it might help push people over the edge to not re-sign with WWE. So they, yeah, so they yeah, have that, we're at a, that individual we're freedom. At a point, yeah, we're at a point right now in wrestling, this is a great, great place that we're in. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. Oh, yeah. Because you do not need, as a wrestler... You don't need the WWE to get over anymore to be famous. Nope. I mean, look, Cody Rhodes has a has a freaking Funko Pop for crying out loud. Yeah, and he never ever got anything like that when he was wrestling in the E. And uh, now he has now he's one of the top known names in wrestling right now. Yep, him, Young Bucks. I mean, wrestling's changing. Yeah, and yeah, WWE has and Kenny to... Omega. Yeah, there's all kinds of names we can say right there. 
who don't need the WWE. And in fact, the WWE is probably needs them more than they need the WWE. Yeah. With, without a doubt. I mean, I'm just trying to think what, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say what WWE should do because it's not my place, but you got, yeah, I just really wanted to bring up both sides of, of the situation. It's incredibly sticky. It's, it's not good for the, no matter which route that they take. Honestly, they're, they're in a rock, they're between a rock and a hard place right now. They really are. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're between a rock and a triple A. <laughs> uh, they're, um, they're danged if they do and danged if they don't, honestly. I, I think we can just say what we, I think we both kind of agree that we want them to not go through with it. Uh, more, morally, uh, yes, but. More, yes, that's what I'm yeah. saying. And on a moral standpoint, I think everybody would agree that they shouldn't do it. But the world is not just morals. <laughs> there's way more to decisions than just what we feel is the right thing to do, especially when there's so much money involved with it. You're right. Now, at the end of the day, you can just say, well, someone lost their life, an innocent person lost their life. And that's horrendous, and that's terrible. And for that on itself, I think everybody, including myself, uh, just want the show just to not happen. Just have it at another, like, place. Just don't do it in Saudi Arabia. No, I I completely agree. I mean, you'll you'll still make money on it. Yes, you'll probably get sued by the Saudis, but... Your your losses won't be as bad. I I, I know I was reading through uh, Bleacher Report's preview of the card, and they were saying that there's a there's a good chance that it could take place uh, elsewhere, you know, whether in another country or you know back home here. So yeah, it's because I think as of right now, the WWE's only official statement about it is that they're quote unquote monitoring the situation. Yeah, that's just fan service, customer service, oh, yeah. you know, lingo, yes. so to speak. Yes. <laughs> uh, <you know. laughs> yeah, we're not going to do anything. Times. We're not going to do anything about it, but we're just going to appease you at the moment and calm yeah. you down. Um, but you want to run through the card, what they have planned so far? At yeah, least. let's do it. Let's do okay. it. Okay. Um, so the first, the, the top match on this list uh, could be the main event. It's not really confirmed yet, but it's, Triple H and Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker and Kane. So, I mean, I know right, the pay-per-view is November 3rd, I think it is, or November yeah. 2nd. One of those days, I know it's a couple weeks away. Um, but, I mean, what do you what do you think of this? <laughs> Man, I... Okay, look, I like all four guys. I truly do. They are all four legends. I really like them all. And honestly, and this may go against what everybody else loves, but Kane's my favorite in all this. I've always loved Kane. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, obviously, the other big thing to me is, and this is not putting down anybody else, but they've all gotten, they've got, I mean, just grandfather time always wins, no matter who you are. Uh, even Tom Brady's go, at some point is going to hit father time. I know it doesn't seem like it yet, no, but it's going to happen. unfortunately not. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, all these guys have gotten older. They can't go near as well as they used to. And I think we all can agree with this. That is, And I'm going to say this uh, tongue-in-cheek. Uh, this is the match that Shawn Michaels is going to come back to? This? This match? Yeah, I know. He could have wrestled against so many other people. And this is the match we're going to get Shawn Michaels coming back? Yeah, well, he wants that fucking Saudi payday. <laughs> Dude, this, this would be a sweet awesome match in like the 90s 
You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The 90s, or oh, yeah. if you do even maybe mid-2000s, even though yes. I'm not too big of a fan of that era in pro wrestling, as far as WWE goes. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no because I do not want a motorcycle taker. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> You know, he was never my favorite. I mean, you could do like you know, after he came back as the dead man, you can kind of do that era. But I, I don't know, I don't know. It's a payday. It's it's sad seeing how these guys look after being on my television for you know twenty plus years of my own existence. You know, Triple H, no hair. Shawn Michaels, bald. You know, bald. Uh, Undertaker moving around like he's got a. You could just tell he's up there in age. He's not the same. And yeah. and and Kane, he's the he's probably the freshest one. He's always been safe and about taking care of his body. Uh, but he's a mayor now. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's a great point. He's a flipping mayor now of a of a of a county in Tennessee. Yeah, Knox County. And he's and he's doing this. And I don't know, man. I think for him, if I was him, I would back out of the Saudi Arabia thing just on that because he's a mayor. Without a doubt. I Apparently they have the freedom to do stuff like this. I, I did not know that, uh, which is weird. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I feel like it could be used against him down the road yeah. in some form or fashion. But uh, – <laughs> I mean, that's easy. If you're going to be running for mayor in Knox County later, all you can say is, this man uh, was wrestled in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, where they don't treat women, you know, treat women like shit. So, uh, there's that. I'm sure uh, next week with Chris, we'll actually have like a prediction prediction um, as we get closer to. But yeah, I just wanted to run through the card. What they have yeah. planned so right what's, now. So what's another match? I think we both are kind of uh, sad that that match is happening. It seems I like. am, and, and it's it's weird too because like ten years ago on Facebook, if if you know I seen this match, people would be excited, generally excited. Yeah. You 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 look through WWE's you know the the comments when they post something like this on Facebook, and people are just like, please retire, you know, just stop. We don't care anymore. Which is, it's 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 kind of sad at this you know at this point. Yeah, and I do care for the record. I just don't want them to. Uh, I have a certain vision of these four men as wrestlers. Yes, yes, and I'd rather it stay that way. And yeah, this is, this might destroy my childhood. Um, yes, all, all in one match. Uh, yeah. Next up on the card, Universal Championship: Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and Braun Strowman. Uh, I kind of figured Brock Lesnar was going to get this call as soon as he, he kind of made a comeback i was like okay uh the saudis are definitely gonna want him he's a big draw right yeah. now i'm sure they're throwing a buttload of money at him I, but i've seen this match before yeah on a scale of one to five how much do you care for this match five being the most you've ever cared about and one being not at all zero i'm going i'm, I'm gonna go zero, I'm going zero. zero. yeah zero maybe yep. maybe negative five uh <laughs> from a lot yeah. to do that who who cares who cares about this no, man nobody the saudis do i guess <laughs> if if a title changes at all on this card i'll be shocked honestly because these these shows they do in other countries feel like glorified house shows right uh, where they don't really do like if there's a title change, it's a usually it's like the cruiserweight title or yeah, whatever one of the lower titles. 
yeah, yeah. they wouldn't waste uh, the title so, change on Saudi Arabia, especially uh, a Roman Reigns one with, the, I mean, the caliber of talent. Yeah, obviously Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman are amazing, but yeah, they're not going to just take the belt off Roman on a pay-per-view that I don't even know what time of day it, it airs out here. It'd probably yeah. be, I think it's like early in the morning. It, yeah, and it, and if it stays in Saudi Arabia, I, I know a lot of people just won't watch it out of uh, principle. Yes. Yeah. So. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, just another shit show. It's gonna be a bunch of spears, a bunch of yes. F fives, bunch of big boots, a power slams, bunch of yeah, power, power slams. slams, uh, eight German suplexes, and Roman Reigns is gonna do Superman punch, and that'll be it. So, I, well, I think you just booked this match. Huh? I, I think I did. Just, I think I did. Yeah, you just booked this match perfectly. That's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen the future somehow, my friend. <laughs> How could you ever just, guess I'm those just things? That, I'm just that damn good. What can I say? Um, <laughs> AJ, this actually, this match actually has me really peaked. AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan, and I'm almost upset that they're, this match is going to be on the Saudi Arabia card. Like this is I'm this is the you. one match I would really like to see. You know, yes. in person. Yes. Obviously, you know, it, there's a very limited chance it would be and you know, take place anywhere near me if it did occur. But I mean oh that this could be like this is like a Survivor series main event or a WrestleMania main event. Yeah, this is a uh this is when people want to have uh Fantasy matches and fantasy book. This is a match, one of the matches you're going to do that with. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is two top tier guys we want to see lock up. Uh, I'm with you on that. I hate that this match that I really would love to see is on this card. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. It, I mean, that's that's really the only one I care about. I think it's either on Raw or SmackDown this week or last week where um when they were airing the matches for Crown Jewel, because every, everyone's up to speed on, on the hatred over what's going on, but that was the only match people cheered for, and every other match on the card, um, people booed straight up. They just hate the idea of this event. Um, yeah. All right. Next one, I think it's the... the people, I will say this, though, real quick. Uh, crowds are fickle, Matt. Oh, and yes, by that, are. I mean, literally, the NBA season just started. And uh, Jimmy Butler, who plays for the Minnesota Timberwolves, has been making a big fuss that he wants to be traded. And uh, they had their—he's still on the team. He's still on the Timberwolves. He hasn't been traded yet. I yeah, uh, I but, did see that video. He, yeah, he came out and got got booed. He came out. He came out and got booed. But then later on in the game, when he was shooting free throws, they were chanting MVP for him. Yeah. So. <laughs> Crowds can change in the little, literally in the middle of one night. This is very true. This is very true. Yeah, yeah. We, I think we've seen it before. Wrestling crowds too. Um, oh yeah. How easily they change their opinion. Uh, and then this one, the WWE World Cup. <laughs> wow, what a hodgepodge yeah. of people. <laughs> it's, and I don't think they're done yet putting people in it. Uh, I think I know Miz just qualified for it. Uh, Rey Mysterio, I believe, did. Um, yeah, this is, this is a weird, weird one. Yeah, we got like the, the winner gets a championship match, right? Uh, I would hope so. Yeah. It says it's supposed to be like the old King of the ring style. Um, that's what, that's everyone which predicts, I, but which is what I, I would love for them to bring that back. I always love the King of the ring. Oh, it's my favorite. So, Absolutely. Yeah, favorite. So I'd be cool with that, but why on this card? <laughs> yes. I mean, and, yeah. and with with the guys you have too, you got, and, and King of the Ring is usually used to elevate talent, 
yeah. And here we got John Cena, Kurt Angle, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, and Rey Mysterio. I mean, poof. <laughs> but Man. none of these guys and need I, elevating. And I like, none of these guys need no, elevating. No, they don't. All of them are as uh, good as they'll ever be. And they're, I mean, John Cena's been at the top. Rey Mysterio's been at the top. Um, I, the only one that I even want to win is Miz just because I want him to win a championship again. Truly the only reason. Yeah. Uh, but they should have put some younger people in here, the ones who really could use it. I agree. I agree. There, you know, there's a, there's a point in time where I thought they were going to throw, like, just all the legends in there. I thought I'd seen something. T- oh, wait. Did Randy Orton beat Big Show? Is that for the qualifier two weeks ago? Is that what happened? Because I... I, I don't even remember. Okay. You're probably right. I thought Big Show was in a qualifying <laughs> match against it. He must have. He must have lost. Um, that's what I'm starting to think. Um, but that's that's the announced card right now. Actually, there's a. Well, there's a rumored but not confirmed match: Cruiserweight Championship, Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander. I will say, if that match is near, if that match happens and it's near as good as their last match, it'll be worth watching. Yeah. Yeah, I concur. Yeah. I concur. But I mean, that's that's it, really. I mean, probably two matches out of all that so far is, yeah. you know, and you got to think too that 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 World Cup, it's going to be six or seven mat, you know, six or seven matchups within that. So, and and the only one I'm really excited for is Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you 100. percent I'm I'm excited for that, and if Miz wins that cup, that's the only thing I care about. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing that's about all. it. Watch, he'll lose right. first round, and you'll just be like, fuck this. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen this. You're 100% one. right. Yep, this will be uh, his match with Daniel Bryan all over again, where it's over in less than two minutes. He'll job out to John Cena. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah, you're right. Again. You're so right. <laughs> you're so right. <laughs> Swami has predicted again. Re- yeah. Russell Damas. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, speaking of SmackDown, yeah. Matt. Uh, SmackDown 1000 just happened. That's a big milestone for the show. Huge milestone. Uh, a lot of and, good memories uh, in between, and yeah, it was a great show. I I gotta say, I think it's no secret that most everybody, and I'm on the same train, think that SmackDown's been a better show compared to Raw here lately. Yeah, it's just better. It's only two hours. It helps a lot, but I feel it's booked better, and the stories are more interesting. Uh, and they have, to me, in my opinion, the more interesting talent. The talent they have is less stale than it is over on Raw. I completely um, agree. Um, and it, uh, this is nice, too, this time period. I, you know, a few years ago, SmackDown was like just the B-show. It legit was the B-show. You know, all the good stuff happened on Raw, and SmackDown was just yeah. nothing. And now that role has completely flipped. So, yeah. Yeah, 100%. But uh, I was going to compare this to... Uh, Raw did the 25th year thing recently. Oh, yeah. I think that this SmackDown 1000 was more entertaining than that, than that Raw one. Uh, it flowed better. It was, of course, again, it was only two hours, so that helps a lot. But I thought they booked it better. It wasn't just a random room in the back filled with random people from the past <laughs> who were together for no reason. Yeah, maybe they learned a little lesson with how bad that one uh, played out. Yeah. That was... Yeah, exactly. That was sad. That Raw 25 they, it could have been so much better. And they didn't book two places at once. Uh, you know, uh, so and, that kind of helps a lot, too. completely misuse 
one of them for people who paid yeah. $500 a ticket and gave them like one match and a bunch of shit moments that we've already seen over the last five to ten years. Yep. <laughs> yep, indeed. Uh, so SmackDown 1000 had a lot of really cool moments. To me, Matt, the coolest thing that happened, though, and I can't believe I'm saying this because when it was announced, I honestly was like, eh. Uh, you know, I didn't care one way or the other, but Evolution came out together. You had Triple H. Um, you had Randy Orton. You had uh, the legend, woo, uh, Ric Flair. And you had Batista. Yeah. It was. Uh... And, I, and I'm going to tell you the two things that I liked, and I'm going to see if you agree with me. Uh, I liked that Randy Orton stuck with his current character. He didn't just drop being uh, the prote- uh, you know the the dick or whatever you want to say he is right now. <laughs> like he kept that and kept putting himself over, which is what I felt he should do. Uh, so I like that a lot. He didn't just say, you know, I'm glad to be back with all these guys, and um, you know, you know, he made it all about himself, which is what he should do. For his character. Which is, that's kind of how Randy Orton was when Evolution was a thing, too. The original incarnation, not the, uh, not the second one. Just to right, be clear. Right. Uh. Right. Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, he stuck with his, he didn't just, because this is a special thing, he didn't just drop all that and just say how special this was. And I really appreciated that a lot. I did, too. Yeah, um, I did, too. And of course, to me, uh, Batista, he always thought he was a good talker, but he's really, I mean, he really impressed me here. Uh, and if, if you would have told me before this that Batista was going to come back for a match with Triple H, I would not have cared at all. I wouldn't have cared. And I like Batista, but I wouldn't have cared. Now I kind of want to see it. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. Um, yeah, very antsy for how it's going to play out. I think it's going to be the WrestleMania match. Usually they don't I think they don't so teach things to that extent uh, without fulfilling it. I know I think The Rock and Triple H was lightly teased last year on an episode of SmackDown or or Raw or something like that, but this yeah. one seemed uh, they paid extra attention to the detail on it. Yeah, so it was a great promo and, and yeah, it was. And as a comic book fan, I mean, we're getting Drax versus a vampire from Blade Three. <laughs> That's that's a great point. That is a great point. Um, and the crowd seemed to react really well to him too, which I think he was in his home. He was in his home, so that helps a lot. But yeah, yes, I think it does help that that you know with Drax and Guardians of the Galaxy, the popularity of it has really helped. Oh, yeah. You know, stem that. I mean, I remember a couple years ago when he came back, and people did not care. Right? He he didn't. Did he win the Royal Rumble or? I believe so, and people booed. Yeah, they were pissed. That's actually the yeah. first time they started cheering for Roman Reigns, and I, I think it gave the yeah. WWE an idea that Roman Reigns was like over and a really good idea to force down everyone's throats. But it was just, it was just <laughs> yeah. because they hated Batista that much. But I think his popularity in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies and various other projects he's been working on definitely helped his cause. And I think the reaction will be much better this time around if they continue to, to go through with this. And I think it also helps that he hasn't been coming back again and again and again. Yes. Yeah, that's always nice, too. That helps it's a lot been, too. what, five, five, six, well, four or five years since he's been back? Yeah, it's been a while for sure. So, so that helps a lot, too. They've they've done that pretty perfectly, in my opinion. I am all for this being, being a WrestleMania match. I think it'll be fun. 
I, I would, I would dig it. I would too. I would too. Even one on one, and I even think like if there was some way to make it a a triple threat and throw Randy Orton in that match. Oh my! Yeah, I would like. That I too. would not hate yeah. that at all either. But I, I think it's just standalone one on one. It's uh, there's really, really good potential in there. Uh, Batista's still in great shape, as we see in you know all his movies. He's still you know workout freak. So it all depends on his movie schedule. I think. I think they're going to go through with it. I think so too. And he and he still loves wrestling. He talks about it all the time. Uh, so I think I think he'd be all for it if he's able to do it. So I I'm I'm all for this. I I love this. Is my favorite part of SmackDown 1000. Yeah, was this Without right? Here. I mean, there were some other really fun moments, matches. Um, another one that stood out to me was the AJ Styles Daniel Bryan versus uh, the Usos match, which was uh, yes. You know, that was cool to see them tagging up. I don't know if that's ever happened, or I think it might have happened in TNA once or twice. Um, but it was a fun. Bleacher Report gave it an A grade. I thought it was A, you know, A-worthy. Um, two talented guys, and like I said when we did the Crown Jewel talk, I, I really want to see these two go at it. You know, You know what I really liked about that match? The fact that the Usos won, and I like that because they're the ones that have been a tag team this whole time. And they should win. The other two have never tagged together. Yes. It makes it make more sense. That's how you freaking book things, Raw. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, yes, everybody wanted AJ Styles, Daniel Bryan to win. If it, if it was, I mean, realistically, yeah, the Usos would win though, because uh, they do have the chemistry. It's it's just how that's yeah. how wrestling is. Yeah, the chemistry. Yeah, and that's how they've always wrestled. They've always wrestled as a team. Yes. So that's they should win. So I like that they booked it that way. Exactly. I mean, yeah, to think of it in like football terms, uh, so to speak, if you hit, if you put a team that's yeah been together for a few years and not too many you know not too many changes uh, against a team with a bunch of yeah a bunch of people who've never really associated with before, no chemistry, that the team that's been together the longest is most likely going to win. So yeah, and I mean that's in most sports too. Yeah. Chemistry is way more important. I mean that's true in basketball as well. Yes. Uh, when when you add new players to a team, uh, they don't just uh, they don't just right away gel. It takes some time. So yeah, you can't just put these two guys in one match and expect them to be the most amazing tag team ever. No, it doesn't happen that often. I, I mean it does happen. Sometimes. I mean we had Cesaro and. And uh, Sheamus it went on to form a great team, but it wasn't right at the beginning. They've just become a team. It was weird, yeah. It took some time. Yeah, definitely. And and now we and now it's how I see them as a tag team. So it, it, it's just not a right away thing. So I loved how they booked this. Yeah, it was it was very well done. Um, let's see what else we got. There was a the Cutting Edge show, a lot of talk shows. They had they had the Air Truth yeah. one on there, and then let's see. Uh, oh, the Bar won the tag team titles. Yeah, that's that's newsworthy. I kind of like that just because, and this is not knocking the new day, new day at all. I love the new day, but they've had the titles enough. <laughs> you they know? have, they have. What they're five they time really champs have. now, I think, and they they've yeah. carried them for yeah. an extended amount of time. Um, but the bar is very talented too, and and I really like their style of wrestling. And Same. and of course, you know, got to throw in it. and everybody, yeah. And everybody, I'm sorry to interrupt no, you, good. but everybody knows everybody knows that Cesaro's great. But I think Sheamus is criminally underrated. He is. His biggest problem, though, is his attitude, and it rubs people the wrong way backstage. But from a perf- uh, performance standpoint, 
Uh, he's one. He's one of the. He's easily one of the best. Like top ten in the E right now. What you talking about, fella? <laughs> he has a great attitude. And he does. Oh, it's so good. And of course, you know, what would a SmackDown uh, celebrate? Oh, a celebration of SmackDown be without a Big Show heel turn? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who could have saw this coming? Huh? <laughs> who? 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 <laughs> I. Uh, I feel like Big Show should just face and heel turn every other week on the show. Like I want that to be his character. I'm with you 100%. Every week he should do a heel or a face turn. Every week. I would agree. Just, uh, you know, just he's kind of that tweener. He could, he could be like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I might be giving them ideas oh, now. Um and yeah, close the show. Undertaker with a return, cut a promo about the the crown jewel. Uh, he didn't cut a promo, Matt. He spoke for one sentence. You're okay. <laughs> well, my bad. That's that's typically an Undertaker yeah. promo. Typically, typically. But he came out and said something that they'd already uh, showed earlier in the show, which was "rest in peace." That's all he said. And they already ran a little video before that where he and Kane had said the same flipping thing. <laughs> so nothing new was added there. What? Maybe it wasn't as good as I thought it was. <laughs> maybe maybe the overall show wasn't as good as I thought it was. I I don't know. No, the overall show honestly was very entertaining. No, I really it liked was. it. Yeah, in all seriousness. But uh, yeah, it was SmackDown one thousand. Uh, I just think it's really funny that he takes two hours to get to the ring with that entrance, which is amazing. Don't get me wrong, but he takes two hours to get to the ring, and when he gets there, he says one sentence, and that turns the show. <laughs> He's like. I would be mad if yeah, if I was the Undertaker, I had to walk out all that way uh, before, and then have to come back. I mean, I'm sure he got paid buku yeah. bucks, but but still, oh yeah, yeah. Like, come on, guys, you couldn't have given me more. I'm fucking blown up. You know what I do like though is he's now starting to do like more things not as the Undertaker since he's since he's semi-retired, yes. and it's just really fascinating to me to see him out of the get-up. It is. I mean, to see him at like Rick, the pictures of him like at. Rick Flair's wedding and and, and yeah. stuff like that. I think he, you know, he did. He went to Kane's political rally and all that stuff. Like, it's it, it's, it's different. It's, it's weird. It's fascinating. It is. To me. It is. <laughs> he was double fisting Jack and Cokes or whatever. Maybe it was just straight straight uh, Jack Daniel shots um, at Rick Flair's wedding. But yeah, he's a man's man. That's for sure. Well, you're at Ric Flair's wedding. I mean, you got. I don't think it was Ric Flair's wedding. Was it? Was it his wedding? No, it was Ric Flair's. It, uh, it was his wedding. Co- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and his uh, him and his new son-in-law got married, uh, like close to each other. Okay, like in dates. Oh yeah. Conrad Thompson got oh. married too. Yeah, to uh, Ric Flair's daughter. Okay. That, you know, they could have. Uh, I don't know. Ric Flair was in the picture. I think there was a couple other Hall of Famers in there, but. Yeah. Now, either yeah. way, if you're at a if you're at a, an event with Ric Flair and you don't. Uh, Hand fist some drinks. I don't think you're doing it right. <laughs> it's so true, <laughs> so true. That man, that man can still go. Um, so yeah, that pretty much covers the week's review, so to speak. I don't think there's any, been any other news really uh, in the wrestling world. No, I think we've covered it all. But there is one <laughs> major thing we need to discuss, Matt. <laughs> there's major news that I don't think the world knows. You, for your stag party, have booked. Two megastars. Oh, they're amazing. The best of the best. And I want to know everything about this. 
Can you? So who did you book? You, okay. Well, technically, I didn't book them. A couple of my pro wrestling friends booked them because um, I requested them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I requested one of them, not not the not both of them, but. Uh, you know, a few months or actually last year, my friend Chris Gallo, who does the panel discussion with me, they booked Virgil for his stag party. He came in, he pushed a stripper. It was a good time. Uh, and <laughs> I wanted a football player, but football players have really high, uh, really high prices. So we went with the next best thing, and we are booking at my stag party XTCW's own, the filthy fuck artist Max Cannon. <laughs> And the Punisher. <laughs> this is the greatest news in history. I nothing will ever top this. No, no. And I, I, you know what, John? I really hope you can come up and be a part of this moment. Not just nothing would bring me greater joy. Just to go, I want them to have a table. I want them to have. They thought about get, have getting merch. a ring and having them set the ring up because it's in a gymnasium. Uh, and they yeah. thought about having them put on an exhibition. They're backyard wrestlers. Just put out some daggum wrestling mats on the floor and let them go That's at it. True. Put on a match. That is so true. I got to send you some of these, uh, these, I think they're called GIFs, the GIFs or whatever. GIFs, GIFs. Yeah. Um, that my friends are making. They've been watching all the XTCW tapings and they actually making, uh, Punisher, uh, GIFs. <laughs> And there's one where he takes a bulldog, and yeah. well, the dude the dude falls about five seconds before Punisher does. Yeah, perfect bulldog. Yes. Yeah, it is so good. And then there's one where he gets Superman punched twice. He no sells it the first one, and then he gets hit the second time, and he takes the best like twisting, turning like free willy dive bump thing, and. <laughs> It's yeah. so good. You, you you know, and I'm and I've said this many times on this show. We me and you are going to do an XTCW show. The second they come back uh, cuz I think they're on their hiatus right now. Yeah, there's a couple there's actually another promotion using their stuff. I think it's called SWA or something like that. Um kind of uses yeah, the but, same it's, but it's not but yeah. I don't care about that. I want XTCW. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the promotion for me. Yeah. Uh, so me and you, I really want to do this. We're going to do a show just about them. Just about I'm more than okay with federation. that. Um, yeah. I can't wait to just talk to the Punisher. Um, if you guys have never seen this man wrestle, he is godly. He comes out. He's actually coming in full attire too. Um, yes. He is. Yes. So he's coming in with the with the the pants the, or the camo pants. I think. No, you, I think he wears black pants. A camo shirt. He's got a camo, like military esque hat. He's showing yeah. up in it. And can you tell me? Can you tell me off air how much these guys cost to book? I'm really, I'm very curious. I don't know. Honestly, I was gonna throw him five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna throw him five bucks to thank them. Like, I, actually, I wasn't even gonna make him pay for a stag ticket. To be perfectly honest with you, I mean, they would not have normally come if it was, you know, if. If it was just me, if they weren't asked to be there, and yeah. I really want to set up the Punisher and Max Cannon with a with a merch table, photo booth, so they can like. Do they have? Huh? Do they have merch? Do they have merch? Some of them do, and they, I'm sure they can come up with some. Even if it's just for like a a picture and autograph session. Um, yeah. You know, which yeah. I would I would pay probably about ten to five fifteen dollars for. Um, 
So oh, you're going too much, but I'm with you. No, I I'm generous. I'm generous. When Virgil came here, he, you know what he was. You know what though. You're right, because they're taking time out of their day to come exactly. for you. I'm sure, so I'm I'm sure the Punisher right. has a lot of stuff going on in his life. So yeah, and for yeah, him to right. spend his uh, cheap plug Saturday, November third, at the St. John Daly South Church Center in the gymnasium, uh, I, I would I would throw him some big bucks. I would throw him some big bucks. Yeah, he's worth it. He's worth it. Totally worth it. What were you going to say about Virgil? You was going to say something about Virgil? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was at when he was at my buddy Chris's stag. He brought. A huge, like, two five-star notebook, or five, yeah, big notebook-sized uh, stacks of of uh, 8x10s, yeah. and he was selling them at the stag party, and, of course he and I obliged him. I was like, man, this dude came out here. You know, you have to oblige yeah, him. What are you talking I was about? The only, I, was the only, I was the only person who, who did, actually. Um, but I threw him 20 bucks. I got a picture and an autograph. He goes, man, you're going to want to buy all of these. I'm like, ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's a lot of money, but um, I'm going to buy this one. It was actually a <laughs> – this is so fucking funny. I don't have the picture anymore. It blew away, and I did not bother to chase after it. Um <laughs> <laughs> but it was allegedly <laughs> <laughs> it was a very windy October day, and I was like, "Oh, it's gone." <laughs> this story just keeps getting better and better, <laughs> and, and it blows away. But it was a picture. He goes, "Yeah, this was um, this was a cover of WWE on ESPN magazine." All right, and we found the cover, the exact cover of it, and. Virgil photoshopped himself into it. This <laughs> is amazing. The, yeah, he's nowhere, and it, it's like it's like eighties Virgil too. And this was like ninety, early nineties, you know, ninety three with like Taker, Hart, Razor Ramon, and you know Vince McMahon at the commentary booth, and <laughs> Virgil fucking photoshopped himself into this picture. If we if we uh, would, were doing, for every episode of this show, if we had a picture to represent each episode, I would say we would have to start, no matter what the picture is, Photoshop and Virgil into it. <laughs> <laughs> Virgil was here. I, you know what? I Actually, I've been thinking about it because I do have uh, decent Photoshopping experience. But just Photoshopping Virgil into, like, historical events and pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Have him, have him at the when the Hindenburg goes down. Have him be one of the people running away. Uh, have, yeah. have him watching Jack Ruby shoot. Uh, the, yeah. the <laughs> oh yeah, have him at the square. Yeah, I'm all for this. I'm all for this. I'm, I'm going to start that. I'm going to start doing that, and uh, I'm going to send them to you exclusively. I will probably post them on Facebook, uh, but <laughs> I really want to fight. Have Virgil get the attention of this and trying to ask people for twenty bucks uh, for being in their picture. Well, we got to be careful though. Huh? We got to be careful though when it comes to Virgil. If we start using his likeness, he's going to want to hit us up for money. <laughs> That's what he does. Oh, I literally know. my I have one experience with him. Uh, I was set up at Heroes Con. That's the big uh, comic book convention down here near Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay, and it's it's fairly large. And I was very excited at this one because Mick Foley was going to be there. So I was very, very stoked about that because I'm a giant Foley fan. 
But little did I know that across from me, set up in his own table, was Virgil himself. So I got to watch that entire show. Uh, if anybody came within 50 feet <laughs> of his table, he he would go out of his way to make you talk to him. Like, you didn't have a choice in it. You had to have a conversation with him. And he was going to try to sell you some uh, autographed pictures, no matter what you were doing. And I got to be honest, I don't want to keep running the man down, but uh, he I say his success rate that day was about 15%. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, poor Virgil. <laughs> poor man. Feel, Did you ever see the... I was torn... I was torn between feeling terrible and also, uh, like, yeah, you're you're pushing this too much there, buddy. <laughs> Did you ever see the picture of him setting up at a train station? Yes. <laughs> I think it was in yes. New York. It might have been in New York City. Um, it was in New York City, yeah. <laughs> Sam, uh, excuse me, Sam from the Sam Wrestling Show and from Opie and Anthony fame, I believe he's the one who started all that. That's how I even knew about it. <laughs> Because uh, he would talk about it, and he's a giant wrestling fan, of course. I mean, he's on the network now and all that yeah. stuff. But uh, he uh, <laughs> he discovered that to the point where I believe Virgil got an action figure that is based around that. <laughs> I need to find that, this. I need to find it. I believe it's an official figure too. By the way. Oh man, wrestling, <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> it's it's God, the it's it. the greatest slash worst thing ever. It is right. Even at its worst, it's at least entertaining. It is. You know what? I mean, it's not just Virgil. I could I could probably do an entire episode on, on people just like Virgil uh, that I've met before. and uh, Oh, yeah. So many. It never ends. I don't want to kill too many people's childhoods, though. Um, I do. Let's do it. You want to? <laughs> did I ever, I'm fascinated by this did stuff. Did I ever tell you the Brutus Beefcake story? We can close the show on this note. No, but you're going to now. Please okay. do. All right. So, me, young boy, training in wrestling. Uh, there's an outdoor show in the month of October in uh, in Niagara Falls out here. And Brutus Beefcake is the special guest for the show. He's got a big, important match. And I go in to meet him to you know introduce myself, shake his hand. And I go, hey, uh, Mr. Beefcake, uh I'm mad. It's nice to meet you. He goes, he, he, I look him, he's got his head down on the, on the, on the bar, the bar table and he's doing a line, <laughs> doing a line of Coke. And he goes, uh, you want some? <laughs> no, no, Mr. Beefcake. I am good. Uh, anyways, he gets to the show. Uh, he's got his match coming up and he's been drinking nonstop for five hours. And he is, he's shot. He can even tell. He's walking out to the ring. His entrance music's playing. And he, it was like an un, watching The Undertaker come out. It took that long. And you could tell how <laughs> drunk he was. And it was so bad. It was so bad. He actually, he wrestled my trainer. And he forgot what his finishing move was. Wow. He, uh, he did a, like a little elbow drop. And went for a cover, and my trainer kicked out. And uh, I guess Brutus, actually, I kind of heard him. Brutus goes, you kicked out of my finish. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, that's not his finisher. You know, I'm just, this is just ruining my life uh, and my childhood. And so I watched my trainer get up, 
He, he, he gives him a couple punches, gives him a couple punches, it runs off the ropes, and then as he's running off the ropes, he, my trainer, uh, we'll call it Gabe, that's his name, he grabs Brutus Beefcake's arm and puts, visibly puts himself in the sleeper hold, so the match ends. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, is there video evidence of this? I would uh, love to I see this. Might be able to find it. Um, I mean, he 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 <laughs> gave a shoulder tackle in the middle of the match, yeah. and he fell backwards. Oh my god! But it gets better. Oh, it's not even done yet. So after the match, he <laughs> takes his time walking back. Um, and we're at the after party now. Let me ask you this before you get to the sure. after party. Please tell me he didn't have scissors. He, while he had was the drunk. big scissors, but he never used them. Um, he actually okay, used an, an electric razor and shaved the referee's head. Oh, okay. And I, right. I, everyone was like, oh my God, is he about to do what? Like, remember uh, that James Mitchell, he cut in a raven's head, buzzing his head like years yeah. ago? Like, that's what we all thought. Um, but anyways, we're at the after party and he pisses himself. Okay. <laughs> he pissed himself in his wrestling, his wrestling gear. He's at the bar in his wrestling gear. He pees himself. Um, so he goes. Yeah, he pulls a he pulls an iron sheet. Yeah. yeah. So he goes to change his jeans. He comes downstairs. He's partying with us, and he proceeds to pee himself again, and and he passes out at the table. And <laughs> the ref, whose head he shaved, had to carry him in his pissed stained clothes, drive him to the airport, and make sure he got on his flight okay. And he's a hot mess, dude. He like it's it's sad. It's so sad. Oh man, that is sad. That actually just it just hurts me for him. <laughs> I know, I know. Hulk Hogan, you know, let him down. He didn't let him. He didn't let, didn't let him get over in their tag team, and now now Bruce Big yeah. is just irrelevant. He makes appearances at some indie shows, and he just I mean, even to this day, this was. This story I'm telling you is like eight years ago, almost exactly, and he's still making indie appearances, and he just looks bad. I watched him take a DDT before, and yeah. and uh, the guy went down all the way for the DDT, uh, but Beefcake did it. <laughs> <laughs> Beefcake did it. He like he like bent over, like ninety degree angle, bent over, and then fell. <laughs> After the guy had already let go of the head, uh, the front face lock for the DDT, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. my Brutus Beefcake story. Beautiful. I'm gonna I'm gonna have beautiful. I'm gonna try and drop some like one every uh every week from now on. Good way to close the show. I like that. I'm okay with it. I like it. I like it a lot. It's a great <laughs> idea. Uh, <laughs> man, I, there's so many tales. I bet you could. This is what fascinates me more than anything. I love these little behind the scenes stuff. Uh, because, uh, you know, I'm just a fan. I was never involved with any of it. I have very limited interactions with wrestlers overall. Good. It's probably for the uh, best because actually, honestly, uh, being involved with wrestling kind of killed wrestling for me. Like I can see that. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's tough sometimes. It just, it's like, the it's like fan. when you see behind the curtain you, and you see, and you know too much, it kind of ruins the, yeah. the, uh, the magic. I was at a SmackDown show and, uh, you know. I, I see. I can see them like, oh, they're calling spots, and I'm sitting there with, these, you know, with four friends who've never wrestled a day in their life, just exposing the business to them. <laughs> I'm like, oh, look at they're calling spots there. Oh, that was a botch. Oh, you know, like you can't yeah. even go and enjoy the show, the shows, almost anymore. But yeah, yeah. Well, in, in, in your defense, though, John Cena yells out his spots. <laughs> so that is true. That is true. 
Um, all right, well, yeah, that's all I got for this week. You got anything else you want to add? Uh, I think that's about it. Um, I think we, I think we ended on a great note. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, and don't feel bad for Brutus Beefcake, and I'll say why. Because uh, he's still featured. Mick Foley's not, but Brutus Beefcake, Brutus uh, Beefcake is on uh, WWE 2K19. In so, stores now. <laughs> yeah, in stores now. <laughs> so it's not all bad for it the Beefcake. It's getting royalties. Um, yeah, there you go. But yeah, I uh, mind if I close the show? No, please all right. do. Uh, to honor our good friend Chris Chavez, count us out. One, two, three.